On this episode of the Packet Up Pod, we talk about the Panthers on Saturday Night Live. If you haven't already, hit subscribe on your podcast platform of choice and give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at the Packers Pod and our website, PackersPodcast.com. Jones, look at that balance! Hey there, everybody, and welcome back to Pack It Up Packers Podcast. This is Ryan, joined as always by Josh and Dan. Hello, gents. Hey, hello, hey, boys. So I feel as though we're fair and we're balanced and we are football totally. guys that want to see football players. We were bummed about last week not being able to see uh, players like Galladay play. We're fine with not seeing Christian McCaffrey, right? Oh, 100%. 100%. Especially now that we're in the one seat. He, he is a three-and-a-half-hour heart attack. I got no no issues not playing against him. He, he's so hard to contain. I thought he'd be coming back, but so glad to see he's got to sit. Especially with how our inside linebackers have been playing as of lately. I, yeah. I would tracking. not like to see that in a passing game. And all the as, shoulder as tackling we've been doing. As of lately. As you guys, of you guys, <laughs> you guys know that Christian McCaffrey owns a castle outside of Charlotte? And I'm not talking just a huge house that, that most people would call a mansion. White Castle. <laughs> that joke I just set you right up for. <laughs> Does he have a this, pool in the castle? Uh, confirmed. Mm. So it's an actual, like... Castle. Yeah, it's some old-timey castle. It made the business journal that it got sold, and the next day they're like, oh, it's Christian McCaffrey, and they realized it because his girlfriend posted from the castle. <laughs> <laughs> what, what would you all do if you had a castle? I'd probably like just sit on top and just like look out a lot. Just continually yell, I'm the king of the castle. <laughs> <laughs> just like throw arrows out of the top. Throw turret. arrows? Yeah. They're like old-timers. Play Robin Hood? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Back to football. (laughs) So before we introduce our guest, let's break down this matchup from an overview. The last eight meetings between the Panthers and Packers have split at four a piece. The Panthers, other than a P.J. Walker win against Detroit, have lost every game since their week five matchup. And I think we are all surprised at thinking that they were – a good team, which I don't I don't think that they have nobody, but to be last in the NFC after all those jokes we made about the East and Panthers time. So yeah, before we go any further, we have a special guest, a country musician from North Carolina. Luke Combs. Close. <laughs> Our- our top pick out of North Carolina, Mr. Will Southern. Hello, Will. Will. Big game, boys. Big game. Revenge game. Revenge game this week. Will, good to have you on. January 12th, 1997. Ooh, he's going back, boys. When I was just a youngin. Finally, revenging the NFC loss. Championship wow. game. January 12th. I remember it. Do you guys remember it? Oh, yeah. 
Uh, that's one of the, uh, probably the first games that I truly remember other than the Super Bowl. Second the year that the Panthers were in existence. Now, and being a true through. Packer fan, I was hyped up on Vicodin. I don't have any record. <laughs> <laughs> that was about the year. Vicodin and yeah. sausage, right? <laughs> that was the farm do? era, yep. <laughs> oh, man. I, I don't even know where to go with our 1997 <laughs> <laughs> Kerry Collins? They're damn right, Kerry Collins. Greatest Panther quarterback to ever live. (laughs) The low bar, but he has hurtled it. (laughs) Followed closely by Jake DeLome. Oh, you wouldn't put DeLome one? No, no, it's the end of his career. The end of his career. It's funny because when I think Kerry Collins, I think Giants. No, (laughs) Kerry Collins, Penn State grad. All time favorite Panther before we jump into the match. Two time pro bowler. It's Gary Collins, dude. I'm it is. Who's your, who's yeah. your all-time Panther favorite? All day. Position? All day Kerry Collins. Oh, wow. Any player. Any I player, still have a Kerry Collins <laughs> vintage jersey that I wear. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. we yeah, have digressed. Collins, so this is I, actually uh, the second time we're recording the podcast, so we're going to go on some <laughs> tangents this time. First time is great. <laughs> there is, time, you missed yeah. it. You missed a great better. recording. There's a bajillion percent chance we're tagging Kerry Collins on this release because there is no podcast. There about. is no podcast that has spent this much time on Kerry Collins. Is he a coach down in Florida at this point? 1994 Big Ten Offensive oh Player of the Year. All right. 20 All right. Heisman Trophy finalist, Kerry Collins. What's your record what? again? Four of them? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Let's talk about this offense. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater is actually second in the NFL in completion percentage, even though he has a 14-8 touchdown to interception ratio. They do have a a dual headed attack in Anderson and Moore. They would have a, a semi boom and bust back if they had McCaffrey with Davis. But let's talk about this defense. Assuming by all accounts McCaffrey is not playing. How do we take advantage of the Panthers? The first thing I need to say is an apology to Robbie Anderson because in the offseason, I was really harsh on him. Ryan, you loved him in the offseason. You, you were actually attracted to the Packers drafting him or uh, picking him up. Um, and he's actually shown up this year. And I love what Carolina's doing with him. You know, they, they really give him the ball. Um, he, he only has two touchdowns on the year, but 83 receptions and 996 yards. But over half of those yards are on the ground, you know, him using his feet. Um, and if you watch the game last weekend, you, you, mean, you saw you him. yards after catch? Yeah, yards after catch. I what just want to clarify. All right. Yeah, yards using after his catch. feet. That's an official oh, stat. Oh, yards after catch. <laughs> Y-A-C. Um, but, yeah, you could see it last week clearly in the game. Like, they, they just were getting him the ball to do anything on offense, to get that offense moving. Um, so I am a little worried about him. It's surprising how reliable and healthy he's been, considering he's never seen a weight room. I'm pretty sure he, he is a tiny guy. Guy's like 105 pounds. He's the twiggiest NFL player maybe I've ever seen. But he's been reliable. He's been in, I think, more than Devonte Adams. Will correct me if I'm wrong, but he's been pretty healthy and he's proven he's a number one. Uh, you know, he's definitely a speed threat. So he'll get the ball on end arounds. They'll try to take their deep shots with him. But this offense. I would call it the Saints offense without the playmakers. A lot of flats and underneath checkdowns. You know, what was built for Christian McCaffrey being Alvin Kamara-esque is no longer there because they they don't have Christian McCaffrey. 
Um, so what they used to be able to build off and then take their deep shots because you had to drift down closer to the line of scrimmage, it just se- doesn't seem to be working. That when they do try to go downfield, which is very rare, uh, they're just off cadence. You know, they're not in sync. So I think, unfortunately, one of the things uh, this podcast listeners are going to have to deal with is I, I have this feeling we're going to come back with our recap episode and say, once again, we did not see press coverage from Green Bay. And I think that's just going to be part of the game plan. It's been part of the game plan the whole year, and it's been frustrating. But I think with this offense, you just got to stay back, let them take their little check downs and make sure they don't beat you deep because that was, that's what their weapons are built for. Yep, 100%. All I got from that is you're saying that uh, Robbie Anderson's way better than Devontae Adams, which is mm-hmm. yeah, oh, true. No, yeah, it makes a lot of sense to me. Right. Healthier. Not <laughs> <laughs> what I heard. They got to manufacture Robbie's touches. Devontae just <laughs> makes it work. <laughs> well, I'll make some I'm, a guy that said Kerry Collins. Value your opinions. <laughs> Speaking of your opinions, I'd, I'd love to hear your, your Teddy Bridgewater take. How do you feel about him? <laughs> uh. <laughs> the mountains are blue. Yeah. Bridgewater. Oh, Man. He's just so average. He's so average. He's that. He's not a terrible quarterback. Um, he's not a great quarterback. Am I glad that that uh, we've moved on from Cam Newton? Absolutely, one hundred percent. Enjoyed the Cam years. Enjoyed watching him play. But I think he's kind of uh, past his prime and has, has proven that in New England, thankfully. But uh, mm-hmm. with Bridgewater, man. Uh, it's just it's so uh, I'm I'm just so in between on him. Yeah, uh, there he could be better. He could be worse. The econ major in me wants to say he's a uh, high floor, low ceiling. Like he's yeah, just exactly. stuck between like 12 to 24 ranking. That's perfect. That's a perfect description of it. I think you're being a little harsh just oh, because Kerry you're missing. Asked. You're missing Christian McCaffrey. (laughs) Um, But the offensive line has let him down, in my opinion, especially in the few games that I've watched. I've only watched the Lions and the most recent one. Um, But the 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 offensive line is just not holding up well enough. Um, And and it's his first year. New coach, new quarterback, missing your star running back. Offensive line is tattered up. Um, You know, so honestly – I think there is more to come with Teddy Bridgewater. Yes, this year is a growing year. It's a rebuild year. Um, but I think there's more to come with this team, and I wouldn't be surprised if they're in the play next year even. The, oh. the team, yeah, they're trending in the right direction. But yeah. how old is Teddy Bridgewater? How can you have more to come when you're in your 30s already? I mean, as long as he just can dump it off. I mean, he's averaging more yards per pass than I think. True. Drew Brees uh, and uh, Tom Brady and other quarterbacks out there that are succeeding. And he's a very smart guy. Um, So if you can get an offensive line to get that run game going consistently, I honestly would really like this team. He's 28. Yeah, he's 28. That's all he is. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. He's got years. Three years older than Mahomes and Watson. And the crazy thing is, if you're looking at total value of his current contract, which he's on a three-year contract, he's the 19th highest paid quarterback in the NFL. Oh, wow. That's That's value right there. Yeah. 
You know, it must so, have been the injury early on with the Vikings yep, that correct. just makes it feel like he's older and, you know, oh, to, yeah, yeah, to have been yeah, out of the league and then back in the league makes it feel like you're 35. Absolutely all ancient. <laughs> Reminds me of other ancient quarterbacks. <laughs> that are playing at MVP levels? What? <laughs> <laughs> the, the last thing I want to say about Teddy is I noticed from watching the games, uh, if you pressure him up the middle, he does not like to scramble sideline to sideline. He's very good at working the pocket, working upfield and scrambling. You know, he loves the third and five converting with a little run. Uh, and he, and he's able to do that. He's just mobile enough at his old age of 28. Man, I can't believe he's only 28. But I think what the Packers need to do is pressure up the middle. Kenny Clark, let's, let's keep that upward trend that you're on. Because if you get that pressure, he starts running backwards, literally backwards. And he, he's just hesitant and wants to get rid of the ball. So Teddy Bridgewater with pressure up the middle, almost like Carson Wentz. He looks like he doesn't know what he's doing. Teddy Bridgewater with pressure off the edge, no problem. He's he's a very good quarterback. So maybe that's how he ends up being average. Pressure comes from everywhere. <laughs> and I would give a shout-out to Mike Davis, who kind of gets lost in the shuffle. I'm not saying that he's an all-pro or anything special, but the man is, is closing in very rapidly at 1,000 – total yards this year uh kind of reminds me of a jamal williams type of character that he's not going to necessarily break off a 50 yarder but he will get you yards when you need it he will be a threat in the backfield in terms of receiving uh it's it's kind of interesting because i don't necessarily robbie anderson when he's on he's on uh panthers have pieces it's just been a weird health year a new coaching staff type of year too because you look at somebody like curtis samuel as well 29 rushing attempts he gets the ball about three times on rushing per per game and to put that in comparison he'd be out uh attempting everybody but jamal and jones on our team so it's 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 interesting that if you can control the backfield which i would hope that this game we can uh we don't have to worry about tight ends i feel very secure that we aren't going to have a tight end burn us this week it's just a matter of, hey, Kevin King, get your money. J- Jair, mm-hmm. keep doing what you got to do. And then hopefully have this safety crew, which Amos and Savage, I would argue, might have be having the best complete uh, position mm-hmm. season of our defense. Mm-hmm. Jair, it's time for an interception from Jair. Oh, please. One play, one play each game in the last two or three weeks that are like, all right, you want to be number one in the league, you got to turn that into an interception. He's got to start making that play. Yeah, maybe you could watch Jeremy Chin do some, you know. Yeah, <laughs> a, a great, a great, great transition there. Holy moly! Like, a, Will's a pro at this. Let's turn our attention to our offense. Uh, here's a little stat, Will uh, earmuffs really quick. This Carolina defense is allowing scores on 48 percent of drives. So there is a 50-50 chance that the Packers are going to get points. Almost a 70% completion <laughs> rate. <laughs> you, know, you know how many drives the Packers have? There's a 50% chance you won't. Only behind the Las Vegas Raiders in terms of drives ending in touchdowns or field goals. I mean, it's, it's an interesting situation with this Carolina team where uh, I think that there's moments where Brian Burns shows up. Uh, but it's very similar to the Packers in the amount of people that have sacks, very, very low. 
the amount of people that have interceptions, there are three people. Like it is very similar to the Packers in terms of turnovers uh, are few and far between. The pressures on QBs are, are equally there. But let's talk about can this offense get going and to what extent? Oh, 100%. There's no reason why the Packer offense would not have success against this defense. I'm really interested in Will's take, and I think you just gave us a bit of a prelude on who we need to watch out for. There's an exciting guy in the secondary, but what I saw was them trying to create pressure off the edge, and I I would welcome that challenge against the Packer offense because we've been pretty good and pretty good at picking up the blitz. They were sending safeties. They were sending backers always off the edge never up the middle and if they do that I'd, i've got full trust on the left side specifically on the right side the veteran rick wagner and a mercedes lewis combo who's been staying in to block in the passing game quite a bit is going to be fantastic and what i witnessed the broncos do is something that we've seen robert tanyan deploy quite well in the last month or so is that delayed tight end release so fake the block chip a guy and then go out late that and some screen passes, I think this offense is going to be able to just pick what they want to do against this defense. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, like Will said, Jeremy Chin is a machine. Um, I mean, he's leading the team in tackles. I mean, he's playing middle linebacker probably more than safety this year just because they need him to. Um, rookie of the year? Rookie of the year? Mm-hmm. Oh, Defense but, rookie yeah, of the year? Uh, he's not going to Chase Young. Chase Young. He's not going to talk that just asking. Chase Young is on a he's, better He's very team. good, <laughs> and it's and it's impressive what he's doing with what's around him. Uh, they they drafted all seven of their draft picks this past year were defensive players, and all seven of them played last week. Um, that's how rough they are on defense. Um, you well, know, they're just young. Not, There's a lot of talent, yeah, yeah. but they're young. They're young. Let's let's just call it what it is. It's a rebuild year. They're a young team uh, from top to bottom. You know, offense, defense. Um, there's the guys a lot to of watch good things. Well, I mean, it has to be it has to be Chin is is the main one to watch. You know, um, if McCaffrey can come back next year, if he can be healthy, um, that that's obviously the team right there. You know, uh, if I think if McCaffrey were having a healthy year this year, that'd be completely different from this four nine team because they've been they've been close in games. Yep, they've had their shot, but uh, he's had. I mean, what he's had a thigh injury, he's had um, an ankle injury and a shoulder injury now. So, I mean, the guy's he's been beat up, and I think it's going to be interesting to see if he can actually, uh, you know, stay healthy in the future, and if they can build the team around him. Because I mean, new coach, new owner, whole thing. Yeah, it's, it's uh, they show a lot of promise in the yeah. What I think is the youth on the defense is is just going to get picked apart by Rodgers. You know, mm-hmm. essentially his intelligence. Probably. It sounds arrogant to say that, but I think Rodgers is going to have fun just determining if he wants to run or pass at the line of scrimmage. You got guys like Derek Brown, uh, Shaq Thompson, uh, Jeremy Chin, Troy Pride. Surprisingly, is playing. He's super fast corner. But Brian Burns, I want to highlight this, Josh. If you recall. You were super sad we did not have Brian Burns instead of I'm Rashawn Gary. I'm still super sad. I'm yeah, Brian because Burns. because rookie year Brian Burns was putting up some stats that Rashawn Gary couldn't. But now, but, but now we're seeing a little more production from Rashawn. So I kept saying, wait for the long term production. They're going to go head to head. I don't know about the overall health of Brian Burns, but I'm a little disappointed because Rashawn's coming off 
only playing like a quarter last week and being on the injury report. So if he plays, obviously not full strength, but it'll be nice to see those two guys juxtaposed, is that a word, against each other? (laughs) Um, But at the end of the day, I just don't see how the Packers offense is held to less than 30 again. It's what we're averaging in the first Yeah. What do you guys think the odds are of a Jeremy Chin interception? Uh, I think no. they're pretty low this week. Come on! No. But can not can can we not just avoid him? I mean, he can't go yeah. man against Devontae. The, the, so this this brings me to my point is this. So Jeremy Devontae Chin included, this whole defense is very aggressive. They all want to make the play, especially that defensive line. Like Dan was saying, they'll run past the running back. I think our our rushing attempts could have a great. Uh, or, or rough running backs could have a great day because uh, they are so concentrated on sacking a majority of the time, especially when Aaron Rodgers is back there. You all want to sack Aaron Rodgers. Um, but and then the safeties, they bite a lot and they're great at filling for the run. They're great at it. Um, but over the top, I I'm calling it. I think MBS, I think somebody has a day with some deep passes, either the tight end, Tunyon, like Dan was saying, with uh, some play action and some misdirection plays. This defense will bite just because they're so aggressive. Um, Now, with that, because they are aggressive, they could come up with a play like Will said. Jeremy Chin, calling it. Calling it right now, boys. I want to see the matchup of MVS. I want to see MVS flying deep against Troy Pride Jr. because they're both burners, and just see yes. if if one guy can outduel the other in a in a straight speed contest. Pride is coming off an ankle injury. Don't forget that. And like. MVS can't catch, so not a big deal. <laughs> hey, you he learned that last back. Week. How yeah, did learned. you take that? I back. know. I just you apologized take- <laughs> to him on our last episode. I also think Trey Boston is an interesting character because he's third on the team in tackles. Trey Boston also seems like a guy that's been in the league for maybe 30 years, and he's still 28. So I, it's just <laughs> that's what I also also coming off an injury. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I was playing with Troy Boston in like Madden 95. <laughs> <laughs> definitely in that game. Like it's incredible, and I, I always picture him as a Cardinal, and he only played one year there. So I just really? I, I have no idea. We're learning so much about the my, NFL. Yeah, the Panthers team is a a just a twilight zone of age. I have no idea. <laughs> what that is. I have no idea. Play like a young guy. Boston doesn't seem twenty. I have no idea. I have no idea about this defense and this offense and ages at all. Yeah. Before we move on, we do have to call out Shaq Thompson too. Uh, Guy's playing pretty good this year. I, I, he's a little undersized. I, I'm interested to see what size he becomes uh, next year. Um, but last week he showed up. He was it, very good. Uh, very good play. Yeah, he's only six foot two twenty eight. So definitely a, a weak side linebacker. But he's he's been good his whole career. It, it, you know, college I'm talking about. But um, he's a bit of a playmaker. They they got a lot of young guys that can flash. I just don't think they can be consistent enough to to hold this offense back. Again, rebuilding year, boys. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so next time we play the Panthers, yeah, we're like, going to have to have Will back on. So let's now, jump in our prediction for this game for Saturday night at Lambeau against the Carolina Panthers. I got to win, but I think it's going to be close, but I think it's because of our fourth quarter defense. I think, uh, like Foose has <laughs> called out the past i don't even I know how many weeks. undefeated on that this year <laughs> so i am jumping on board with ryan and uh it's a 31 24 i think our offense uh you know they'll still they'll still put up th- over 30 points 
if not more than 31. Um, I think the defense, like I was saying, I just think they're too aggressive for Aaron Rodgers. They have the most offsides penalties in the NFL. Um, that works well in our favor. They also have the most defensive holdings um, in the NFL. So that works well in our favor. Um, yeah, when those things and you're not mentally prepped against Aaron Rodgers, you're just not going to win. Um, but then MVP, um, I'm calling MVS. Uh, I liked what I saw last oh, week. Oh. Um, and this Panther defense stinks in the zone coverage. Um, and MVS can just split the that two zone, um, the middle. And I think he's going to go off with 100 yards and at least one touchdown. Mm, very interesting. I've got almost the exact same score. I'm stealing Ryan's score total from last week with 34-27. And it's the same mindset. Like, I literally don't know how they scored 27. But you look back at Panthers' final scores. They lost to the Saints by three. They lost to the Chiefs by two. They just keep everything close somehow. And the Packers' offense has been putting up 30-plus every week this year. So somehow the Panthers are going to get to 27. Somehow we're going to log back on and hit record and be mad at our defense. It's week in, week out. This is just how the Packers are in 2020. So um, my MVP is going to go to Aaron Jones. I think the running game, which we didn't hit on too strongly, but I think the running game is going to have a a pretty good day, specifically coming off their challenges against the Lions. I think they'll look to reestablish that. And then Rodgers will just be able to pick his spots on uh, on top of you know the strong running game. So 34-27, and I think it's kind of comfortable with some frustrating fourth-quarter defense. Ooh, Will. How do you think this game plays out? Is it my turn? Yeah, let's hear it. All right. Here we go. <laughs> December 12th. <laughs> 1999. <laughs> Panthers win 33 to 31, except this time it's with a walk-off safety. I want to know the beer you're drinking (laughs) With Baltimore Cleveland Safety 33-31 Jeremy Chin Tackles (laughs) Jeremy Chin with the safety (laughs) The the, the boy has a man crush 33-31 That's fantastic how the hell do I follow that? <laughs> like, I don't know. No, it's just Holy man. Uh, you got 20 big Jeremy Chins. I, I think he's got a new favorite Carolina Panther, boys. Jeremy no, Chin. No, no, no. No one will ever take Kerry Collins. <laughs> Dan, who did you have as your MVP? Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones. I, I think we win. And I think this goes back to what I've now been saying. I think this is the fourth week in a row um, that if you want to be a playoff team and you want to make a Super Bowl run, you got to win these games. And it just so happens that our schedule for this month long streak is against teams that by all accounts we should beat. Um, I, I need to keep seeing turnovers and sacks. I'd love to see the running backs be consistent that we're not inflating what happens because of a beautiful 75 yard run that we're, we're getting consistency out of it. But I think we brought him up before and I think he's going to be a huge factor as Tanyan. I mean, he has elevated his game substantially. And when you look at the wins that the Packers have had, he has played a factor in every single one of them. So I'm going to say that he's going to get a touchdown. I think he's going to get 60 yards um, and it's going to open it up that, 
Um, if you kind of look at the, the Panthers' schedule, there's some random breakout stars in each game for opponents' offense. So I'm going to pick Tanyan. But we'll you see. know, bringing up Tanyan, I don't know when the last time this has happened in the Packers' history, but he has more touchdowns than incompletions. I mean, that Ooh. that is that is awesome. Like in passes targeted to him? No, incompletions that he has dropped. Oh, yeah. I was like, he doesn't throw the ball. How does he have incompletions? <laughs> <laughs> so so drop passes. Yeah, drop passes. Right? Okay, okay. Josh, I'm not going to lie. First time I saw Tanyan's picture, I thought you guys looked eerily similar. It was, Ooh, it was really I like awesome. that. That's a yeah. sexy man right there. <laughs> That's going to be Josh's pickup line yeah, when COVID oh, starts. No. Hey, you know I look like Tanyan? Yeah, <laughs> and everybody's going to go, you, you ever heard of Bloody Tony? <laughs> hey, guys, uh, one, of, one of the teams Saturday night had a punt return for a touchdown against them, and I'm proud to say it wasn't the Packers. Uh, a punt return last week for a touchdown. The Panthers. Oh, okay. the previous, because the previous two weeks it was the Packers. But uh, the battle of shitty special teams, let's see who can win that battle this week. Mm. I don't want to be part of that fight. <laughs> <laughs> What hour is this? If we lose this game, it's because of our special teams. We know that. I mean, we just got to call it out that we're still looking for improvement in that space, but the Panthers haven't been perfect either. So, hey, maybe a building block. Hey, can I throw this out? I know this is a way random. Was it weird seeing Jamal on kickoffs? Yeah. I didn't quite talk about low ceiling. Stand. I was I was uncomfortable. <laughs> I, I i don't feel like i was uncomfortable that he'd fumble i was just uncomfortable of like a i think he's a little overly aggressive for that position i was just ready for hey we're starting at the 17 like it no, just oh, i'm uncomfortable I, what the coach is thinking that's yeah, what i'm just, com- what the heck is he thinking uh, so Devon austin's on the team Devon. i think they they i think they picked the reliable sturdy option that's not going to fumble but a guy that's never going to get past the 30 yard line either Correct. That's yes. Yes. Uh, so what a way to end this podcast. Yeah. Go back. <laughs> we spent five go minutes back, on Kerry Collins and Jamal Williams being our kickoff return. Wait, wait, guys, wait, wait, wait. Guys, December 12th, December 12th, <laughs> 1999. You guys ever hear Jeremy? Chin Name the quarterback for the Panthers. December 12th, 1999. Was, was Come Chin on. born in 1999? No. Uh, Bled, uh, Bledsoe. No. 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 Never played for the Panthers. I don't Come even on. know. Dilfer, like a random Dilfer. I thing. can I name know. the Packers quarterback. That's easy. Come on. Well, <laughs> we've only had two. <laughs> God, you guys don't know anything about football. This is terrible. <laughs> Who is it? Is it Will? <laughs> Steve Berlin. Uh, oh, that was my next guess. Damn Chin, it. Was Chin was born in 98. Yeah, yeah far of loses. Hard. Well, we'd like to thank our guest, Will Southern. You can go to willsouthern.com, buy a slick hat, listen to his music, download it on Spotify. Thanks for having us uh, interrupt you on a a beautiful Wednesday night to talk football, Will. Yeah, anytime, boys. I would like to come back if the Panthers win next week. That would be my request. That's a first. All right, right, we'll talk to you next week. So I'll do it for this episode. We will see everybody Saturday night. Thanks. Go Pack Go. Go.